Partners in Ministry, a presentation of Josiah White's Quakerdale Foundation, dedicated to growing ministry support networks, introducing people to a cause that connects with their heart, bringing hope and encouragement to our communities as we seek together to serve as Christ served. Welcome to Partners in Ministry. My name is Dan Smith, and today I'll be talking with Ryan Keller. Ryan is the Executive Director of the Hope for Healing Resource Assistance Network. In this interview, we're going to discuss ways that Hope for Healing can help grow your church. Well, welcome, Ryan, and thanks for joining me today. It's great to be here. Now, in previous interviews, we've talked a lot about how the local church can be a part of and can gain from being a member with the Hope for Healing Resource Assistance Network. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Let's switch our focus and let's explore ways that Hope for Healing can actually become a part or can assist with the local church ministry. So why don't you briefly just give us kind of that 10,000 foot elevation. What are, what are some of the ways that, that Hope for Healing can do this? And then let's look in detail uh, with the, at each one. Well, there's some pretty unique opportunities that we have come across as we seek to, uh, you know, serve the church as it serves others. Uh, just on the basic level, which we've talked about before, is we provide the opportunity for the church to minister to its own body. Um, there are needs and things that come up. So by us being able to identify um, resources for solutions to those needs, um, that can be a way that the church more effectively ministers to its own. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, um, we look at ways we can partner with the church for church growth, both numerically and spiritually. Um, we've done things like uh, Vacation Bible School, where we bring in the team and um, the church. Of course, we want them involved in everything, but for some churches that are worried about, quite honestly, shrinking numbers, potentially closing doors, they see that outreach to children and youth as an opportunity. But we also do things like uh, parent cafes, which help parents become stronger, pulpit supply. Um, we can even do what we call leadership cafes, where we help the leadership of the church to uh, identify ways for growth. Sure. Okay. Now, we kind of all may probably know what Vacation Bible School is, but uh, give me an example of how a church would benefit from having Hope for Healing assist with, with their Vacation Bible School program. How would that look? Sure. So the one of the churches that we've helped the last two summers with Vacation Bible School is a church that has um, uh, congregants, members that are um, older. And so uh, they have a lot of skills that they can bring to be able to help with Vacation Bible School, but maybe not um, the ability to just put it on. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, we've used things like Answers in Genesis uh, curriculum, um, where we talk about uh, uh, the last one was uh, dealing with uh, medieval knights and the good kingdom versus the bad kingdom. And we even actually had an actual knight come in and mm -hmm. we helped him put on his armor. And we were able to use that as a good way to talk about putting on the armor of Christ. And uh, so it's it's a way to really partner. But then we also help with marketing. We work on getting the word out. Um, and so the church provides the facility. Um, in this case, the church provided a great, great meal for the kids. But then um, the flip side of it was we were able to bring in volunteers that could help with games. and could help with teaching the lesson and crafts and things along those lines. Okay. So it sounds to me like really what's happening is that 
you're saying, okay, what we'll do is we'll help with leadership, organizational, some of the behind the scenes stuff for you because you may not have somebody that can do that. But when it comes to the relational connects between the kids and the church, that's all happening with, with, with church people, members of the congregation. Is that right? Absolutely. We want that church to be able to grow. Um, and so it's not about how close they are they connected to Hope for Healing as much as it is how closely are these kids and hopefully their families connected to the church. Sure. So as a result, let's say I'm new, new to the, the area and I bring myself, my, some of my kids to vacation Bible school this summer where you're, you're helping out. You're actually introducing the church to me as somebody new to the community because the people that are working with the kids are going to be there when you go back the next time, not, not Hope for Healing. Exactly. So now, another great question that I have not heard about before is called you called parent cafes. What, what what's a parent cafe, and how can this help with church growth? Parent cafes are right is a peer to peer model for helping parents to do things that Hope for Healing does really well, in my opinion. So one is build connections. Um, we're finding in this day and age, and it hasn't gotten any better since the pandemic back in 2020 that parents feel very disconnected. They don't have a lot of support, or at least the ones that we're working with. Um, but the uniqueness about a parent cafe is it doesn't matter if you're struggling or not, because in a peer-to-peer -peer model, we each bring our own experiences that we can share and learn, excuse me, sorry, and learn from. So in that regard, um, we pick a topic, like uh, the one that we have coming up, really has to do with connectedness. You know, um, sometimes we have young kids, we feel like all we do is spend time with them and we have no connections outside of the home and don't know for parenting right. We don't know for doing things right. And then there's four um, factors that we look at in terms, or sorry, I said four, I meant five factors that we look at mm -hmm. that help with that type of growth. And basically it's looking at things like resilience, um, connectedness to different types of um, resources, both formal and informal. Um, and so we, we work through it. Um, it happens with about 30 people, six people at a table, five tables. Each table has its own conversation and then shares highlights of that conversation with the rest of the group throughout the parent cafe. And we do tend to serve a meal before the cafe starts. So um, for parents, it's kind of nice to not have to fix a meal at that time. So how often and how long do these meet? I mean, is this like a once a week thing and once a month? And then what's the length of the, of the time together? It can really be adapted to what the church needs and what the needs are of the community. Um, we typically do one a month and we like to set up a series of three or four. And then if those go well, we would add on another one each month as we go. And the other part of that is it takes behind the scenes about six to eight weeks to plan an effective cafe um, because we bring in uh, church members that are interested and past participants. We bring in a group of people to really identify where's the heartbeat of the community and what is it that um, we can help to serve in terms of an issue that needs to be discussed. Sure. But if we had the right team and the right planning, we could certainly do them more frequently or less frequently. Um, so currently we're um, connecting with a um, pregnancy center 
that is doing uh, one here next month with us, and then they want to do another one in the spring. And depending on how these go, then uh, we may start doing them monthly. Okay. So it's both sounds like it's both an educational as well as a relational uh, opportunity for, for parents to connect with one another, to connect with some resources that are in the area, as well as maybe gain some um, some insights on ways that they might be able to, to better parent going forward. Correct. Super. It also allows the church to use their facilities. And a lot of people don't want to come into a church building um, necessarily because they have some maybe biases or um, maybe they're embarrassed. Um, but coming into a parenting class, for instance, seems a lot less intrusive. So it's an opportunity for the church, both the building of the church and the people of the church to be able to share who and what they are. Okay. So this could be held, uh, you know, at, at a public setting, like a, a community hall or something, or it could be held at the church, could be held at the school. Uh, it's just really totally up to uh, to the community and to the people that are, are behind the thing. Exactly. And I find that for a lot of churches, it helps them to reinforce in the community the importance of that church, that local body, um, because they are looking at how they can help the community, not just um, this idea that it's her side of things versus our side of things. And so it brings people together in a very meaningful way. Sure. I, I know one of the things that we're experiencing here in Appleton, which is you know a, a town that's less than a thousand uh, people that are in it, and we're about a half hour from Cedar Falls. We're starting to get a lot of young couples moving out here because of housing costs. And so I could see how parent cafes on a monthly basis would be a really great way for the local church as well as, as well as other community leaders to connect with these young parents in a unofficial type of capacity and and just be seeing each other as as fellow members of the community. Absolutely. And you know, depending on the 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 value that the church sees or or that different members the way they want to get involved. Um, we can train them as what we call table hosts mm. so that actual members of the church could be a host at a table and be able to um, kind of personalize the church, those people that are sitting at the table. Sure. Um, so again, it is a way to minister to maybe parents are in your congregation if they're needing extra resources, but it's also a, a way to reach people in the community that are looking for help and, and um, currently part of the church sure yeah i imagine it could even be co-sponsored by multiple churches in the community as well exactly yeah uh, another thing that you talked a little bit about is pulpit supply now i know it doesn't matter whether you're in a major city or whether you're in a small town church uh, pulpit supply can be a real challenge from time to time how can hope for healing help with this well that's a little bit more of a uh, personal thing for me because um out of our staff, I'm the one that typically provides pulpit supply, but I have a significant number of Hope for Healing churches that as they have a need for supply, that reach out to me, and then um, we come out, and we can really do it in one of two ways. One is just mere pulpit supply, uh, but most of the churches, I think all of them here recently, have asked us to treat it more like a missionary update type thing. Mm. So. We give them an update of what Hope for Healing is doing, how things are going, and then um, speak, uh, you know, from the word in terms of why the mission of Hope for Healing is important. 
Now, I want to be careful there. I'm not preaching about hope for healing, but um, a lot of times we look at things. Uh, most recently, we've uh, been looking at Romans 12 and how a healthy church body are those that have identified their different skills and are using them in ways to help mm-hmm. the church, um, which um, hope for healing is all about building that type of growth or strength within a church. So um, we are, we're certainly biblically based. We're not looking at adding anything or subtracting anything from that, but it is usually a, a missional message when we're doing it as a missionary update. Sure, sure. Well, before we go, we got time to go discuss one last thing. Let's take a look at you, what you call leadership cafes. Um, what are these and, and how can this help with the church and church growth? So again, since the pandemic, we've had a lot of churches um, and um, many of whom have asked for pulpit supply help that are dwindling in numbers. Um, and that could be for a lot of different reasons. But um, we've had some come to us and say, we're very concerned that financially we may not be able to keep the doors of the church open. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't think a leadership cafe is just for that scenario, but certainly um, it's important for that scenario. The leadership cafe is where we bring the leadership of the church together and we talk about um, using the cafe format. So we talk about parent cafes. Um, um, and this leadership cafe, they're both based upon what is called the world cafe format. And so it is really about, uh, brainstorming, getting a lot of different ideas together. And then, um, from those things, developing a plan forward. Usually we'll plan a, have a plan A and a plan B, um, to start with. Uh, and so we can accept the fact that maybe plan A doesn't work for some and so we begin plan B. But um, the cafe format um, is, a, is a rotational thing. So we spend about 20, 30 minutes, one table group talking, and then people from that group move to another table, and people from another table come to that table. And it's a way for um, hopefully each voice to be heard and to have equal um, power um, in the room, so to speak. And that way we're able to get a lot of things out there on the table because we're hosting it. It is a little bit less intrusive. People feel like they can talk maybe a little bit easier than it would be if maybe the pastor or some other leader in the church is just sitting there. You know, what do you think is wrong type thing? Um, So it opens the ability to build both um, unity within the church to edify each other, build each other up, but then to identify strengths and growth areas and then from those growth areas how can we address them and move forward it also allows for churches to look at maybe what is needed in the community so it's possible in a leadership cafe to bring in community members that either are or are not part of the church and to get a better pulse of what the needs are of the community and then the church can better determine ministry opportunities to speak directly to the needs that are going on within the community. Yeah. Yeah. If you're out there and you're not sure what this world cafe or leadership cafe is about, I I would really encourage you to take a look at it. We've actually uh, used it as a platform now for a Bible study method that we use. And not only is it good in person, but you can also do it on zoom. So 
I mean, it just really is a, a great tool and, and I really would encourage uh, people to check, check that out. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for, for being with me today. It looks like Hope for Healing really does have great options to help assist the church in its ministry. So thanks for being here. Glad to do it. I would add, Dan, that um, given our connection with other churches and with other um, believers, um, there's also the reality that we we don't have all the solutions in our bag right now, but we certainly have people we can turn to that can help us identify new opportunities. So um, I would encourage a church, if they are looking at opportunities for growth, to not be discouraged if one of these things doesn't fit their idea of what is needed. Um, bring the problem to us, and then we can brainstorm that together and figure out if there are um, resources out there that we haven't um, explored yet, be able to share with them and to help them grow. Great. Well, thank you very much. Hey, if you're out there and you've got any questions or like to learn more about Hope for Healing, you can see their contact information here on the screen. You can also find it in the show notes for this episode on our website or in the description of this YouTube video. <clears throat> on behalf of Hope for Healing, Ryan Keller and Partners in Ministry, I want to thank you for joining us today. And until next time, Let's get out there and serve as Christ serves. This has been a presentation of Partners in Ministry, a podcast of Josiah White's Quakerdale Foundation. To learn more and see the show notes for this and other episodes, visit our website. To stay informed of up and coming broadcasts, subscribe to our e-newsletter. To invest in our mission, donate today.